It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Now, just be for a moment in the studio. Miss Mary is trying to get here. I was wondering how she was going to do it. I looked out the radio station window and thought, that's going to be a problem. Some pickup truck got caught in the snow just outside of the station blocking anyone's ability to drive down the road to the station. And police are there trying to help the guy. And I thought, well, any minute now, Miss Mary's going to pull up, and she's going to be stuck there, too. So at some point, she'll be able to get around all of that and actually get to work right now. It's just you and me. All right. I went to bed last night, like a lot of people, wondering what's going to happen with Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. Let me amend that. I went to bed wondering that, like other people who are actually interested in politics in Congress, most of the people in the country have no idea what's going on. And then again, they're not politically active. So, okay, where we left off last night, there had been several votes, and the speaker, ha in order to become a speaker, has to get a certain number of votes. And McCarthy has failed to do that every time so far. In fact, every time they take another vote, he's lost somebody else. You would think that every time they retake the vote, he gained. He was a step closer. But no, he's a step farther behind. And I just found out before I got on the air, part of the reason for that is there are people who feel like they've been put out by Kevin McCarthy and others. Like, for, If you want power in Congress, you really need to be on committees. Just voting is not really where the power is. Any member of Congress can vote. You want to be on committees. In fact, if you can chair committees, that's where the power is. And quite a few of the people who are not voting for for McCarthy to be speaker, the problem that they have, one of the problems, not all of them, but one of them is, well, they're being pushed out. They're not being allowed on committees in important places where the real decisions are being made, and they want in there, and he's not letting them in there. And so there's the fight. All right, here's the story as I have it so far. But we'll have to wait to see because at some point Congress comes back and this whole fight starts. So here's what we left off last night, basically. U.S. House of Representatives, story says, adjourned for the day Tuesday without a speaker. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican California, failed in three consecutive votes to secure enough support to be elected to the post. The failed votes mark the first time in 100 years that the majority party in the House has not elected a speaker on his first vote. The staunch opposition to McCarthy from one core group of Republicans grew larger over the course of the day, throwing the party into chaos. Democrats, meanwhile, appeared to enjoy the spectacle of their opponents deeply divided. During each of the three votes, every Democrat on the floor rallied unanimously around the incoming minority leader. And this is a guy named Jeffries, Democrat in New York. That's who they want to be speaker. But, of course, that's not going to happen. They'll have the votes of that. And see, Republicans split on their party 
candidates include McCarthy, Representative Jim Jordan, Republican Ohio. By the way, I don't think Jordan wants to be speaker. Last quote I heard from him, they're putting him up saying, we're going to make him speaker of the House. And his answer is, I don't want to be speaker. I want McCarthy to be speaker. In an unexpected twist, McCarthy actually lost support among as the voting continued for the third round. Florida Republican Representative Brian Donalds, he's a new guy, announced his support for Jordan after having voted twice for McCarthy. As a result of Donald's defection, McCarthy won 202 of the 20, 218 votes needed to secure the post in the third round. Jordan, who nominated and voted for McCarthy, won 20 votes in the third round. Uh, Jeffries, the incoming Democrat minority leader, won 212 votes in each of the rounds. Yeah, the following vote, uh, Donald suggests the caucus take a break from voting. Uh, and then they want to huddle and so on. Oh, by the way, for those who care about this, Donald Trump uh, stepped in and said, Republicans need to vote for McCarthy, is basically what he said. McCarthy's failure to win public support from his entire caucus has cast a shadow, the story says, over the Republican majority. Uh, and then there's the story here about Trump uh, stepping in. Okay, so that's where we are. The story goes on. But then after that, they're just grasping for straws to write a story that's long enough to write. And so I'm not exactly sure all of the details. This is what I haven't been able to find when I take a look at. So why are some people mad at Kevin McCarthy and don't want to vote for him? And why are other people voting for him? A lot of details left out of the story no matter what news source I went to. So you're not voting for Kevin McCarthy. Fine. Why can you tell us why? I would like some reporter to be able to dig into that a little bit more, maybe at some point. All right. Now, for those with me here in the state of Wyoming, your new representative, Harriet Hegeman, she backs McCarthy. Story from Cowboy State Daily said, despite a number of members of the hardline conservative House Freedom Caucus voting against U.S. Representative Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House, Wyoming Congresswoman Harriet Hageman was not among. On Tuesday, Hageman backed McCarthy in all three votes. Mr. McCarthy, she answered in a clerk on her, that's basically they called her name and she said, I'm for McCarthy. While Hageman already said she would back McCarthy prior to Tuesday's vote, her steadfast allegiance has made that stance more difficult. So it says, although historic stalemate on speaker elections were expected by the time of well, this Tuesday morning round, unclear how much opposition he would get. Now, what gets me is every time they do this vote, McCarthy loses more support. So, and, and again, the guy that they're voting, the opposition is voting for, doesn't want the job. So let's see what happens now. This is where we're at, and there's really nothing. Unless somebody, and I'm going to keep looking for news stories during some of the breaks here, Unless somebody can write up a good news story that says, hey, uh, here's why they're opposed to McCarthy in detail. Why they don't want him there. 
because there's no really good story on that yet, and I thought there would have been by now. Not one that I can find anyway. If I do find one, I'll go ahead and give it to you. We'll get it on at some point this morning. All right, Miss Mary is in the building. She has made it in. Well, I, for those just joining me, Miss, I saw this just earlier, just before she sent me a message. There was a pickup truck trying to get down the road, uh, 1st Street in the town we're in, and it got stuck in the snow right out in front of the radio station, down the road from where the radio station is. Cops stopped to give the guy a hand. That blocks all the traffic getting to the radio station. And I looked at that and thought, well, Miss Mary's going to be showing up any minute. What exactly is she going to do here? She sent me a message. Uh, I'm here, but I can't get that. Well, she's here now. She's in the building anyway. All right. Coming up on 615. Now, Ace and Casper, I question my intelligence until I watch Congress. Yeah. Hey, Ace, I have an idea. I've thought about this many times. What if we build a wall around Washington, D.C., right? Keep them in. Let them believe that we built the wall to keep dangerous people out. But we're really building it as a prison to keep them in. Then we pretend, as they continue to vote for things and so on, that we're all listening to them and doing everything that they say. I wouldn't even call it a prison, although it should be that, too. I'd call it a mental institution. 615, Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way... 87 Woods, or cat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six nineteen is the time to wake up. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, looking for reasons why. So those people against Kevin McCarthy. Okay, specifically why. And every time I try to find an article to explain why are some Republicans against McCarthy being Speaker, they don't go into that. There's there's no detail as to why they don't want him. I'm more than happy to hear why they do or don't for whoever's voting. Now, Greg and Cheyenne, McCarthy A is from California. Okay, now I'm going to be, I'm going to actually, because I'm usually a sarcastic jerk, but uh, Greg, I'm actually going to be serious with you for a moment, okay? So what if he's from California? There's lots of actual true conservatives from California. So I'm going to have to dismiss A as a reason, okay? Just because he's from California. Ronald Reagan was from California. Okay, And there's other people that have been very conservative who are from California, so I have to dismiss that. B, he's proven to be a go-along-to-get-along guy. Well, that's where I have to see proof of that. I, You're the first person I've heard to say that. I don't know exactly, and I know you just wrote me a quick note there, but specifically what did he do to show you that? See, as Dan Bongino and Sebastian Gorka have both stated, he doesn't stand or vote for American interest or conservative values. Okay. Now, you might have something there, but again, you wrote me a short note, so you didn't have time to put it in there. But I'm looking for details. Specifically, what? Exactly what did he do or not do that made people say, well, no more No, we want somebody else. I haven't been able to find that yet. And I'm not saying that there's not good reason. With it, Every time they take the vote, more people are voting against McCarthy. 
I figure they have a good reason to vote against him. Okay, and then what about all the people who are just voting for McCarthy? Part of it, I do think, has to do with a good old boys network. You know, someone's been around for a while. They build up their support. There's allies. I've never really watched the show, but it's like watching the television show Survivor, where there's people on the islands, and they have to build tribes, if you will. They have to have allies, and they make all sorts of deals to make those allies. And I do think a lot of McCarthy's support would come from that. Imagine being a Democrat with Speaker of the House, Wicked Witch of the West, Nancy Pelosi. It's not just building allies and promises. It's threats when you're dealing with someone like that. So we'll have to wait and see, I get, to, for a good story to come out where they finally, somebody actually does some journalism and specifically says, well, we don't like McCarthy because of these reasons. And then list them out so we know exactly what we're talking about here. The media, in the meantime, seems to be really stuck on, well, this hasn't happened in 100 years. They're really interested in that. Okay, but again, no detail. What do you expect, the reporters? Today's reporters, you're not going to get a whole lot of uh, substance out of them. All right, while I'm waiting on an answer for that and waiting to see what happens with McCarthy, sometime today maybe they pick, I don't, you know, the longest this has gone on in Congress has only happened a couple of other times. The longest it went on was a couple of months. So I don't know. They do this a couple of days, a couple of months. Here's the way, uh, put the story I was about to read aside for just a second. Um, I'll give you the good news. The longer they stall, the longer it is before they can swear in members of Congress. The longer that goes by, the fewer laws get passed. Now, I oftentimes get irritated. Even Fox News, other news organizations do this. We get to an end of a year, and the media loves to pick on, well, you're do-nothing. Congress hardly passed any bills. Good. Enough already. I mean, seriously, we don't need any more of this. Just stop. I love it when I hear about a government shutdown, which is never really a shutdown. But the less that these people are doing, the better it is for us, honestly. Take a look at the mess that members of both the Democrat and Republican have made of things. For the love of God, if we can have Congress just come to a complete halt and nothing can get done, the longer the better as far as I'm concerned. This is part of the reason you've heard me say before that I, I really do want a Congress that, like here in Wyoming, they meet once a year for a month and they're done. I don't want it to be a full-time job. These people should not be making a living off of this. They should just make enough money to cover their expenses to go to Washington, D.C. That's it. If I could have my way, that's the way we would be running Congress. So, yeah, the longer that this drags out, the happier a guy like me is, because I want Congress just to stall and get nothing done for a good long time. Now, if we could just do that for the bureaucracy, too, then maybe we would have, well, a much happier country. Okay, but we don't need 24-7 lawmakers like we do right now. Even when they're on vacation, they're involved in your business. On that note, 
Some years ago, in here in Wyoming, there's a guy, Andy Johnson is his name, and he's way over on the uh, west side of Wyoming, bottom corner of the state. And he had made a stock pond, and he did a really good job. It was actually very pretty. And the EPA shows up and tells him he has to take it apart, and they're going to start fining him ridiculous sums, something like $35,000 a day or more or something like that, until he got the stock pond all cleaned up. I mean, this was that was just the EPA showing up and inventing rules on the spot. Another family in Utah, husband and wife, trying to build a house in a neighborhood, an existing neighborhood, someone from the EPA just showed up and declared their property a wetland and started inventing rules and fines. They went to sue the EPA, and the EPA actually said, you can't sue us, we're the EPA, in which case they went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court, in a 9 nothing decision, said, of course you can be sued, EPA, which was a big shock to the EPA. They thought that they were untouchable. So remember the Waters of America rules, right? This is where the EPA tried to seize control over every drop of water in the United States. Well, it's split up between there's federal waters, which are big enough to navigate. Then there's waters owned by the state that tend to get smaller, river streams, lakes, and then smaller than that, you know, creeks, ponds, that's owned by private citizens. Okay, So it depends on the size of the body of water. That's how your constitution is set up. But the EPA was trying to seize all water everywhere. The Trump administration rolled that back. And also there's court cases pending on that, one right now pending, involving the husband and wife that were trying to build that house in what was considered to be a wetland. They won the right to sue the EPA. Now they're suing the EPA, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court. The Biden administration and the EPA just changed the rule back to what it was during the Obama era. Now, that has Congress, some members of Congress, mad as hell, because things like that's supposed to go through Congress. But once again, Biden's just writing rules and regulations, and the EPA is just writing. This is writing law. So for those of you who breathed the sigh of relief when Trump came around, oh, thank God, feds are not going to come in and start bothering us about the water in our backyard again. You got a creek, a pond, whatever the case is. Oh, no. You got a mud puddle. Here they come again. Your property's a wetland, but I live in a desert area. I live in the red desert of Wyoming. How is it a wetland? It's a wetland. They can declare it whatever they want to be. There's a story that I have that on the Wake Up Wyoming site that you can go ahead and take a look at. Once again, that is your federal government just writing law without Congress being involved, which is why I said just a moment ago, it's not just that I want Congress stuck for a while not getting anything done i'd like to do the same to the bureaucracy because these people literally have full-time jobs where all they do is just write law and so now we're back again to the waters of america rule where the epa thinks every little drop of water out there is under their control even if you got a mud puddle in your backyard they control that that's theirs and back to court again we go. Because last time it wasn't just individuals suing, it was states suing as well. And this is one of those things that I know the Democrats don't want to do this, but Congress needs to take control of from the bureaucracy so they can't just sit around inventing law on the spot. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, morning. 
Some of what I heard about uh, McCarthy is he helped pass Omnibus and yeah, and he thinks deep state. Okay. Jay, briefly, Rhino versus the Freedom Caucus. Okay. Well, no, those are some of the ideas coming in. I'm just taking a look at why the opposition to Kevin McCarthy, because you guys might have some idea, but apparently the news media out there has no idea. I can't find any story as to the why. Not yet, anyway. Local news coming your way. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. On K2 Radio, join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six thirty-six to time. Wake up, my only. Okay, I think I might have found an actual reason or two. We'll find out in news media is what I'm looking for. Why do some Republicans oppose Kevin McCarthy? What's their reason or reasons? There's got to be a list of reasons why you would think. And as I went through the news media this morning, looking for they're all covering Speaker. The House has not been chosen yet, and every time they take a vote, McCarthy loses somebody else. You know. Okay, so what specifically is going on in the halls of Congress? And that's where the stories all fall fall short. I might have found one where a reporter actually does a job as a reporter. This story says a group of five lawmakers were early leaders in the charge against McCarthy. That number's since grown. With representatives uh, Matt Gates of Florida, Andy Briggs, Arizona, former chairman of the ultra-conservative House Freedom Caucus, emerging as the most vocal, the pair were two of Mr. Trump's most aggressive allies during his presidency. Although Trump is saying, everybody get behind McCarthy. So... All right, story goes on. The group also includes Representative Matt Rosendale of Montana, Ralph Norman, South Carolina, Bob Good of Virginia. Mr. Norman, a ultra-conservative lawmaker who uh, wrote to Mark Meadows and Mr. Trump's chief of staff days before President's inauguration, advising him to urge Mr. Trump to invoke martial law. Mr. Good, self-described biblical conservative, former administrator of Liberty University, ascended to power after winning the primary against incumbent Republican. Uh, so you got a lot of newbies here. He mounted a challenge after uh, Dan, let's see, Denver Ringelman, uh, is his name, faced a backlash in his district for advocating same-sex wedding. In the rounds against voting for Speaker on Tuesday, all the ringleaders voted for Representative Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio and founding member of the Freedom Caucus, even though he is supporting McCarthy. This is Jim Jordan, who they're voting for, doesn't want the job. Story says ideological hardliners fueling the fight against McCarthy is a group of hardliners who have long complained that the House's power structure gives leaders too much influence and have argued for changes that would make it easier for small factions of dissenters to obstruct and change legislation. This is one of the problems that I was pointing out before where if you've got to be on committees, you have to be on committees and preferably in charge of committees in order to actually get anything done in Congress. And if you're one of the newbies and someone who's outspoken against the establishment, You don't get assigned to anything. Therefore, all you can do is vote yes or no on a bill. 
That's not a lot of power. Representative Chip Roy, Texas, former chief of staff to Senator Ted Cruz, who is steeped in, uh, well, he's, he's been around for a while. It, he wants an overhaul. Uh, Representative Scott Perry, Pennsylvania, current Freedom Caucus chairman, also played a key role in this unsuccessful plot by, well, okay, it goes into the whole Trump thing. Forget that. Incoming freshman, few incoming members of the deeply conservative districts in area also oppose McCarthy. Representative-elect Anna Pullman, Luna of, of Florida, Ellie Crane of Arizona, Andy Oggs of Tennessee, all signed on letters indicating that they were unsatisfied with McCarthy's consensus so far. Quote, I've gotten emails from people telling me that they don't want to vote me to vote for Kevin McCarthy. And I'm, I'm vo- so his constituents are telling them that. That's the end of the story. This is part of what I mean by, oh, wait a second, Mark. Okay, Mark, I'll go ahead and try your link as we get into the next break here. Or maybe, uh, let's see if I have time to do it right now. Because, again, looking for news stories where they... Uh, nope, that link didn't work. Let me try it again. So far, your link is not working, Mark, but I'll give it one more try here. And nope, sorry, your link isn't working, if you can try that again. Um, but I'm looking for a news story where news reporters are actually digging into there's opposition against Kevin McCarthy. Specifically, why? What exactly is their problem with the guy? And I have yet to find any story. Even the one I just read to you barely even says anything. Then I'm looking for a story for those people who support Kevin McCarthy in Congress. What what do they have to say? Have yet to find a story. This is the news media for you folks. You want to know what's actually going on in Congress. They're more interested in covering the drama of what's going on and not the meat and the substance of actually what's happening. Maybe at some point, uh, I know she's kind of busy right now. Let's see if I can reach out to our new you know, Harriet Hegeman, our new representative for the state of Wyoming. She's been consistently voting for Kevin McCarthy. So, again, specifically why? Hugh is in Rosette. Morning, Hugh. 642. Wake up, Wyoming. This weather. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino joining us. Oh, Frank, do I have a story to start your day? All right, I'm ready. For All right. It. So imagine. Where's my uh, coffee? Here's a couple that is getting married. They're up at uh, Glacier National Park there in Montana. Yeah, there you are. Beautiful backdrop. Mm-hmm. Minister's got some great words to say. The groom is reading something he wrote. The photographers are there, all of the people standing around this gorgeous site, which is interrupted. Everybody seems very distracted. Now imagine how the bride feels when nobody's looking at her. Right. Meantime, right across the other side of the lake there, in clear view, everybody, pretty close, a bear has jumped on top of a moose and is killing it. The bear could not wait for the buffet after no, the ceremony? That's, you know, I put that in my article. I actually said those exact words <laughs> I, in my article. I never even read the article. <laughs> Did, it, the photographer is no longer taking pictures of the lovely bride. He's taking pictures of the of attack. Of course. In fact, if you think about it, the poor bride at this point, not only has everybody turned away from her, 
but this is no longer her day. What is everybody going to be talking about during the buffet? Yeah, the, right? the, the, that bear over yeah. with the moose. Yeah. 50 years from now, if the couple's still that bear married. bear with the moose. Yes, and they review their wedding. When people ask for pictures and video of the wedding, do they want the actual wedding? No, they want to see the bear and the moose. Yes, exactly right. This poor woman will never live down what the... And, and you can watch, if you go to the Wake Up Wyoming site there, you can read the story, but also take a look at a couple of videos and watch as everybody turns away the hell is going on cameras start to zoom in stuff like that the moose had run down out of the woods off of a hillside with a grizzly in hot pursuit and the grizzly of course being above the thing is able to do a jump and bum tackle the moose down and what happens pun intended was really grizzly and everybody's standing there going, oh, God. But they're, but they're watching. Yes, they're all watching. And nobody's paying attention to the bride. Well, she'll have to get married again. Well, there's the thing. If she gets married again, really? So why are you doing this all over again? Well, because the last wedding, and they bring up the whole incident again. She's stuck with this for the rest of her life. She could marry a different guy to, indoors. Yes, and she'd have to do it anonymously. Yeah. Yeah, because even yeah, there's there's no way she would have to change her name and get married anonymously, because she's never going to live this down. She's the bear bride. How about that? Women's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowgirls will be at home tomorrow to meet New Mexico. The Cowgirls are coming off a 77-72 double overtime win over Fresno State. Their last time out, so they're eight and five overall, one and one in Mountain West play. Douglas State of Allison Furtick had 22 points in that Fresno game, and UW went 16 of 17 from the free throw line. Grace Ellis also in double figures with 17. New Mexico comes in at 9-5 overall, 1-0 and in league play. That'll be a 6-30 start from the AA in Laramie tomorrow. Wyoming Cowboys will take on San Diego State on Saturday. The folks are 0-2 in Mountain West play, 5-9 overall after a 76-75 loss to 21st-rated New Mexico. College football, the season for the Wyoming Cowboys came to an end on Friday with a 30-27 overtime loss to Ohio in the Arizona Bowl down in Tucson on Friday. Wyoming was right in there start to finish and lost thanks to a really sharp play for a touchdown by Ohio in overtime. On offense, the Cowboys had just 100 105 net rushing yards. That's a far cry from what they're used to, but they had some new faces back there at the running back spot thanks to departures and injuries. Jordan Vaughn at 67 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Cowboys did throw the ball for 186 yards with Andrew Peasley going 18 of 30 with a TD pass and an interception. Cowboy defense allowed Ohio to run the ball for 201 yards and the Bobcats threw for 184. It was a tough loss for sure for the players in their last game in a Cowboy for for the some players in, in their last game in the Cowboy uniform. Here's head coach Craig Bowl. It was a heck of a ball game. It was going to come down to a play or two here or there, which it certainly did. And I uh, can't say enough about this football team. I personally enjoyed coaching them. Um, you know, I think if we all sit in this room, we had an honest assessment at the beginning of the year. And I think you guys are pretty astute, too, if you looked at some of the guys that were out there playing in this game. There's a lot to work with in the future. Cowboys finished the season 7-6 and six in the NFL. That Cincinnati-Buffalo game that was suspended after Buffalo player DeMar Hamlin collapsed will not be made up this week, and the schedules for the last week of the regular season will remain unchanged. Hamlin had a major cardiac arrest emergency in that Monday night game after making a tackle in the first quarter. He is still currently sedated and in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital. Hamlin's uncle told ESPN that his nephew was resuscitated once on the field and then again once at the hospital. Also in the NFL over the weekend, the Denver Broncos 
Cowboys dropped the four and twelve following a twenty-seven twenty-four loss to Kansas City. The Chiefs have now beaten the Broncos fifteen straight times, but Denver looked a lot better as interim coach Jerry Rosberg put in some new wrinkles. Matter of fact, he did a better coaching job in one game than Nathaniel Hackett did all season. That's why Hackett was fired after that brutal loss to the L.A. Rams. Denver will conclude the uh, season on Sunday at home against the L.A. Chargers. Forgive me for missing this yesterday, but the what happened at the Buffalo game with the heart attack overshadowed so many things. Let's go back to Wyoming and the bowl game. What happened? Uh, they, they got beat. Okay. And I, I, mean, I mean, that's the way it okay. was. It was a fantastic play by Ohio in yeah. overtime to, to okay. win the game. I mean, that's the and way I, it goes. You know? I did hear some grumbling about the announcer during that game. Well, Barstool takes an entirely different look at things than the rest of the broadcasting world. Okay. It was more like about three guys who's had about six or seven beers and <laughs> and, and then they go at it. It was, it was weird. Well, I, te- no, I tell you what you do from now on. Just bring some microphones into a bar and just use that as your play-by-play. Well, that's what they did. Pretty that's much what basically they did. what they did. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. News time after that. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Honey, would you... Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, two quick stories before I get to the real story. But first, warning. The show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, first off, I was just watching. I was uh, scanning around for anything extra that might be happening out there, and I came across a quick video. It was on TikTok, but it was very good. So this young lady who is a vegan is standing there in the grocery store, and she's got some food items under her arm, frozen food items in boxes under her arm. And she's pointing to the meat section, which has a whole bunch of cut up dead animals just waiting for a delicious barbecue or something like that. And she looks at her camera on her phone and says, why are human beings like this? Then the person who put up this video points out, look what's under her arm. Oh, it's all vegan food. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all vegan food, but um, vegan sausage. So here's sausages that taste like the real thing, but it's all vegan. And then there's other various food items under her arm that are all meat-related. There's a chicken, a frozen vegan chicken. Supposedly, it looks like chicken, it tastes like chicken, but it's not chicken. So in other words, she wants to enjoy all of the same meat flavor that you and I crave. But she's going to be judgmental of you for eating the real thing. Beautiful. Okay, back real quick. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. 
for those just joining me, I was asking earlier this morning, we have not, uh, Congress has not picked a Speaker of the House yet. Kevin McCarthy wants the job. There's a growing coalition of Republicans that are not voting for him. Every time they retake the vote, Kevin McCarthy has fewer people voting for him. So that's where we are right now. And I wanted to know from the news media, so for those people who are opposing Kevin McCarthy, why specifically? Oh, and the person that those opposition leaders are voting for, he doesn't want the job. He's voting for McCarthy, but okay. I had to dig. I finally found a story. It actually just came up. Colorado GOP Representative Lauren Boebert said she didn't vote for Kevin McCarthy to become speaker because he's rejected a common sense proposal put forth by herself and two colleagues that reportedly would have addressed border security and term limits. Quote, we have been in negotiations with Kevin McCarthy since summer. Unfortunately, in the summer, when those negotiations began, we were not taken seriously because our votes didn't seem to matter as much as they do in a the slim majority we have now. She told Brett Baer she and two other colleagues offered McCarthy a proposal that would have allowed them to reach 218 vote threshold needed for a majority in the first round vote, but he smugly refused. Quote, it was a very common sense thing like putting forward board security bills or putting forward term limits, having a measure in place to where any member of Congress who offers an amendment to reduce the federal debt. How about that? Well, that all that's all made in order, she added. The House adjourned. And so, in other words, okay, she had specific problems. She wanted border security, term limits, and she wanted something to reduce the debt. And in every single case, Kevin McCarthy just brushed her and the people she was working with aside. All right. That's her problem with the guy. And so far, it seems to be that the members of Congress who are voting against McCarthy don't like the idea that every time they offer up a bill or try to get on a committee, they're just brushed aside like they're ridiculous. That's what I'm getting so far. But I can't say that with confidence right now because... Most news media is not writing about it. I'd like to know why they're voting against the guy. I'd like to know why some people are voting for him. News media has yet to really do their job, is my point. If I find out more about it, I'll keep looking. I'll let you know. So far, that's the only story explaining anything, and it doesn't really explain much. All right. Now, next up. Your Wyoming electric bill is about to just go up again. That was a live sound effect, by the way. I didn't have that as pre-recorded or anything like that. I actually made the sound effect into the microphone. Want me to do it again? There we go. <clears throat> okay, so this is just stupid, but I've talked about this before. I have this story up on the Wake Up Wyoming site. I was working on it for you this morning. Your electric bill about to go up due to Wyoming carbon capture mandate. Now, if you're thinking, well, the Biden administration, no. Wyoming House and Senate and your governor. Utilities and scientists have warned, I wrote, the state of Wyoming uh, is in the, a pointless pursuit, essentially. Yeah, because I talk about why.
carbon capture doesn't make any sense. If you capture the CO2 from all the coal power plants and natural gas power plants around the world and capture that carbon and didn't let it into the atmosphere, climatologists, and I quote one here in the story, will tell you it makes no difference. None. You're not really doing anything. But okay, on with uh, who did this. Wyoming Public Service Commission on Thursday approved a 3% carbon capture compliance surcharge for Rocky Mountain Power customers in the state. The new charge will generate an estimated $2 million in 2023, according to the commission, and will include the cust in the customer's bill, in your bill, subject to state law. But so far, the utility has not requested any carbon capture compliance rate at the hearings. So this again, Rocky Mountain Power and other power companies, Black Hills, Pacific Corp, in Wyoming, it was the state of Wyoming and your governor that wanted this whole carbon capture scheme. In order to do this, this is really expensive. It could cost up to anywhere from 400 million to a billion to retrofit a single coal plant. It could cost up to a billion to fit a single coal plant with carbon capture technology. Now, who ends up paying for this? You do. Yeah, you will end up paying for this. From Wildfowl, the Wyoming Office of Consumer Advocate does not believe that the initial report and application submitted are sufficient or comprehensive uh, and basically, it's um, to implement a low carbon portfolio standard uh, might mean in terms of uh, rates. In other words, your rates, they're not sure, but your rates will go up if they go ahead and do this. And it's Wyoming law right now. If all coal plants on the planet were fitted with this technology, it's still, according to Dr. Timothy Ball, who's a, Timothy Ball is a climatologist, who just died recently, by the way. It still wouldn't make any difference whatsoever. So we're forcing our utilities, our power plants, to pay up to this much just to fit one plant. This could shut down these plants. It would make it cost prohibitive to do this. And that term is cost prohibitive to do this is used throughout the entire discussion on this. And yet, your state of Wyoming, again, when I first read this, I thought, hang on, this has to be something the Biden administration did. It's not something the Biden administration did. It's something your state of Wyoming did, forcing these companies to engage in carbon capture, which, again, does absolutely nothing. It's, it's completely pointless, but it's going to cost up to a billion dollars. And again, who pays for that? You do. It will be put on your bill. 716, Wake Up Wyoming. Talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. 721 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So I just got done reading a story. It's, you can find the details. I put it up on the Wake Up Wyoming site about how Carbon capture is the law here in the state of Wyoming. Your House and Senate and your governor signed that into law, and that's going to cost a lot of money to fit power plants in the state of Wyoming.
for something that's completely useless and does nothing to affect the natural climate change that the earth is always going through. Yet they're going to do it anyway. It's going to be expensive and you're going to end up paying the bill. So uh, Mandy May said we need names who voted for this. Oh, you can look that up to see who voted for this. And that Mandy May reminds me of this that was sent to me. From Lander, Wyoming, from a guy named Ralph, a letter to the editor. He writes, well, folks, just read that two of our illustrious tax and spend elected officials want to enact a bill for your property taxes to increase by up to four mills to pay for the ambulance service in Fremont County. You voted for these individuals, Kel Case and Lloyd Larson. You had valuable options to the continuous tax and spend, but you chose to continue down the same road as always. He writes, how about we pay for what we purchase? If you check deeper, you will see that when someone doesn't feel good and they call an ambulance, well, guess who pays the bill? Not them, but you and I. Read your own commissioner minutes that are in the paper, attend a meeting. You know, get involved, do something. Now, you do have choices, he says. When this comes up for a vote, yep, taxpayers have to vote on this. And once these elected officials get their way, you can say enough is enough. Vote no. He said, hey, I have a crazy idea. How about any legislator that uh, legislation that is written involving raising property taxes can only be voted on by property owners? See if your elected officials think this is a swell idea. Betting the farm, they say, no way. All people need to be involved. I'm crying I'm BS on this. How about we pay for what we use? If you ain't got the money for a free ambulance ride to town and a nice meal at the hospital, maybe you won't be taking advantage of this nonsense. I don't think that it would take long for those who abuse the system to figure out that maybe if they have to pay the bill, then maybe they can get uh, acquainted. Well, they, they can get an acquaintance to give them a ride or, or maybe they can take a Tylenol. Remember, folks, bottom line, if you voted for these folks, better get off my soapbox, he writes, before I fall and break a hip. Yep, you guessed it. If I do and need an ambulance, I'll pay my own bill. That was Ralph from Lander, Wyoming, writing that one. So, oh, let's see. <clears throat> Bev from Glendo. Morning, Blip. And by the way, some of these people are sending me notes off the Wake Up Wyoming app. You just, it, the app is free to download your app store. Just Wake Up Wyoming. Hit the chat button. You can send me text messages while I'm on the air. Bev writes, more details for No McCarthy. Newsmax article by Nicole's Well uh, titled... Uh, Representative Perry McCarthy rejected opportunity for speakership. Okay, I will go ahead and look that one up. Now, just so everybody knows what I'm looking for here is anything from the news media to tell me. So Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, it, there's opposition against him. There's been three votes so far. And so far, not only is he not the Speaker of the House, but he keeps losing votes in every vote. 
And I wanted to know, well, specifically why? Those people who are in opposition to him, why specifically? Details here. And those people who are voting for him, and, and just so you know, uh, our new representatives for the state of Wyoming, Harriet Hegeman, she voted for him. Specifically, why? Why do you think that Kevin McCarthy would be a good Speaker of the House? And as I go looking through news articles, I don't find anyone specifically saying why. And I've been through all sorts of news articles. The best I could find was one that I read just at the beginning of the hour here. And it had a, a few details in it, okay, but not a lot. And I'm still wondering why. Okay, here's the story that was sent to me, Chet and Yoder. Fire them all. I, I'm with you on that. By Bev and Glendo. So, okay, Representative Perry McCarthy rejected opportunity for speakership with House Republicans scrambling to shore votes. Uh, Representative Scott Perry issued something of a statement. Representative Kevin McCarthy prospects as of this year. We worked in good faith for months to change the status quo, Perry wrote on Twitter. At nearly every turn, we've been sidelined or resisted by McCarthy. And any perceived progress has often been vague or contained loopholes that further amplify concerns. So it seems like, from the way these people are complaining... McCarthy is trying to make some people pretty much irrelevant, and they're sick of it. Quote, on New Year's Eve at 11th hour, after dragging his feet for months, McCarthy presented a vague ultimatum, lacking in specifics and substance. The White House Freedom Caucus chair continued. In an attempt to flesh out and add substance to his ultimatum and our own discussions, we approached McCarthy with an offer to get him 218 votes. He could be Speaker of the House right now. He declined. He didn't want to take the deal. Kevin McCarthy had an opportunity to be Speaker of the House, and he rejected it. While on his way into the morning meeting, Matt Gates, Republican Florida, told the Daily Mail several times that he is still a no vote on McCarthy's bid for speakership. Bob Good, Republican of Virginia, told the outlet, Kevin McCarthy is part of the problem. He's not the solution. McCarthy supporter Brian Donalds, Republican Florida, said he would open... Well, he he started voting for McCarthy, but then later on he quit voting for McCarthy. He's a no vote now. So, okay, in addition to the five, now there's more than that. Never Kevin, members of the GOP conference, there are there's a number of Republicans who have strongly signaled they will vote against him, further impaling his prospects here. Okay, so there are some details, and there seems to be, I see a trend in this, that people are against McCarthy because they're trying to get things done. And he keeps sidelining them, okay, and they're a little sick of this, which, again, I think is legit. But now what I'm looking for, that was something pretty decent from Newsmax. What I'm looking for specifically, though, is a news organization that knows how to do a deep dive and actually dig into the details of this. So far, no news organization has. I'm hoping sometime this morning... A real reporter out there actually does a real job. 7.29 is the time coming up on local news update on your weather forecast right after that. Wake up, Wyoming.
This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six to time. Wake up, Wyoming. One of the stories I covered a little bit earlier. I'm covering a lot of territory, I know. Uh, utility rates go up in the state of Wyoming because they're in this uh, carbon capture thing. So to Rich and Casper, he uh, points out that yeah, there are plants like the Bridger Coal Power Plant where they capture CO2, but they use it to do things like get more oil out of the ground. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about just capturing CO2 and pumping it into the ground. And just keeping it there. It'd be very expensive to do this. And you're going to end up paying the bill for it, even though it does absolutely nothing. We're trying to save the planet from a climate crisis. Uh, According to even the UN IPCC, if we were to do everything that the cult of climate change demanded of us, we still wouldn't store or capture or reduce enough CO2 to make a difference. All right. I like this one. Cyber poke in Laramie. This is a good idea. He says, okay, I have an idea. Hear me out. The world passes a law that all beer and ale be brewed flat. We capture the CO2 and carbonate the beverages. We then create airtight toilets that capture those, you know, now hydrocarbon gases, and use them for clean fuel. Of course, there is a, a lot of CO2 belches, nothing per- So in case you didn't know, I've, ca- I've talked about this before, Cyberpoke. Again, he's in Laramie, Wyoming. So when you go and buy a soda, let's say you're going to drink a soda, there is CO2 bubbles coming out of there. Now, you ever wonder where they get the CO2? A lot of it comes from power plants. Yeah. So when you open up a soda, if you ever see someone who's a member of the cult of climate change, a believer, and they're drinking a soda or a beer, sparkling water, whatever the case is, that's CO2 that came out of a power plant, and they're putting it into the atmosphere again. Then there's beer and things like that. Some beverages make their own CO2, and some have CO2 pumped into it. Just so you know, that's where all of that comes from. Uh, I want to say, here's Jan from Cheyenne. Some comments on talk radio yesterday were the 20 or so strong conservatives said he's not conservative. Oh, that uh, McCarthy is not conservative enough. Part of the establishment says one thing does another. Has has made uh, you vote for me promises and then... Okay, doesn't want to be in third line for president. Okay, so vote. In other words, says he'll back people up and then doesn't. Okay, I've heard a lot of grumbling about that, too. And I would like some more details on, again, specifically what happened that people are saying, hey, he didn't support me. I tried to put a bill out, and he said he would support the bill, but then he didn't. And then there's a lot of these conservatives voting against Kevin McCarthy that are just saying, look, uh, the guy just treats us like we're nothing out here, doesn't play ball, treats us like we're ridiculous, minimalizes us. Okay, so that's that's what little I'm hearing. Now, but remember, my real question here is, and where is this story from the news media? Because I want to know, I want to be informed, I want to learn people who are voting against McCarthy, specifically why, 
People who are voting for McCarthy, specifically why, what do they have for or against? And the best I've gotten so far out of the news media is some vague little stories that actually don't say a whole lot, which shows me, once again, news media not aware of how actually to do their job. Because if I were out there as a reporter and I was talking to someone who was voting for or against Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House, one of my first questions is, why specifically, why specifically are you voting against this guy or are you voting for this guy? What did he say or do or not say or do? Why specifically do you have a problem with this guy or do you like this guy? Now, I will give maybe the news media this. If I'm to give them any, because I'm giving them a hard time right now, there is also the possibility that reporters are asking this question and they're getting vague answers because you're talking to politicians. And I've had many on this program, some your own Wyoming politicians, that I've asked direct questions and they don't answer the question directly because they're politicians. They never actually answer the question. So now, while I'm giving reporters a hard time for not knowing how to do their job, and I think I have a legitimate complaint there, at the same time, though, what about the politicians who are just not going to give a straight answer? And so many politicians don't. Maybe the reporters are having a hard time with that. 742, wake up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way... More stimulating than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Forty-five is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So, trying to make the connection with Don Day, and so far that connection is just ringing. But I'll go ahead and try that. But here's what I what I will do while I'm trying to see if I can go ahead and make a connection with Don Day. Check YDOT today if you're out there trying to get around the state of Wyoming. Conditions have improved greatly since yesterday and the day before and last i looked i-80 is open it's actually open but barely so okay i'm calling up YDOT right now to see what's going on there yeah it's not exactly a red line all the way across hang on up up zooming in nope but it is extreme caution however if you did want to get around let's say the medicine bow or hannah area you guys are in trouble right about now as far as just driving conditions you might be stuck for a little while but most of the rest of the state of wyoming driving conditions are pretty good now and looking at your forecast for the next couple of days that is again improving but watch for more systems coming our way not as bad according to don day's forecast as you've been seeing over the course of the weekend but there is a big system that is moving its way toward California, which, of course, they're calling a bomb cyclone. They can't just, yeah, they have to use that term because it sounds scarier that way. And they've even given the storm a name. But California and all of the left coast states are getting a whole lot of wind and rain. They're about to get a whole lot more. Good news is a lot of this stuff will be drought busting. 
for them. I mean, we'll we'll see how much, but as far as snowfall totals and rain totals, they're way above the way they what they've been for the past couple of years at this time. They're looking really good for this time of year. Now, across the state of Wyoming for the next couple of days, there's every single day you've got that slight chance of snow that's out there pretty much every single day. But temperatures will be moving back up into the upper 30s, lower 40s for most of the rest of the state. Watch out for not heavy winds, but winds in the usual places. If you're getting down around southeastern Wyoming, especially around Cheyenne, west of Cheyenne, up I-80, places like that. Watch out for places like that. Up, up Don Day's a calling me. And there he is, Mr. Don Day. I just gave a forecast, which, of course, everybody knows has to be wrong. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, did not. Love okay. technology. I figured, I figured it was something like that, or maybe you were busy, or up at the top of your tower watching airplanes. I was trying to explain how the uh, you did this on your podcast with uh, Cowboy State Daily Podcast you do every day. There's a lot of weather, California, that will be affecting us over the next couple of days or weeks. Yeah, the, the the flow of energy and moisture and storminess off the Pacific will continue to crash into the West Coast. However, we're just going to get the bits and pieces because uh, the, the way the pattern is shaping up, all of the mountain ranges between here and the West Coast just chew up these storms. And so they hit the West Coast really hard, and then there's a gradient of the moisture as it heads east. So by the time it gets to the Continental Divide and points east, the way the pattern is going to be for the next week is there won't really be a lot reaching the plains. Occasionally some snow showers, yes, but it'll be the high country that gets most of the snow here. The The storm that we had over New Year's weekend was a bigger storm that was able to maintain itself right. as it came through. But over the next week or so, these storms will, I, I call this the IRS pattern. Right. Because these storms hit the West Coast and it, there's a lot of deductions from your paycheck by no. the time they get here. God, you had to go there. That's depressing. Hey, real quick, wind, especially southeastern Wyoming next couple of days. Wind is going to be a problem, especially today along Interstate 80, I-25 in the southeast, I-80 between Cheyenne and Rollins, blowing snow. A problem overnight will be for another day. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day finally got a hold of him. I wouldn't doubt that he just had trouble getting his laptop up or something like that to connect with us. All right, off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino is waiting by. I'm connected. You're con you just sitting over there in the other room. Oh, um let me see. Uh nope. See, I had a whole story for you there. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that away. Don Day just completely screwed me up on that one. It's okay. You we'll, been good? We'll move How on. Today's Monday. Yeah, that's right? a, no, Tuesday? it's not Monday. Thursday? You, what day you is lost it? track, didn't you? What day is it? Yeah, today is Wednesday. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds so, like feels like Monday. It kind of does because yesterday actually was felt it was supposed to be a Monday, but it was a Tuesday, and that kind of screws your whole week up here, doesn't it? You know what? But a, a day off, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can live with being screwed up for the yeah. rest of the week. I really did enjoy the extra day off we had for New Year. At the same time, though, I was getting to the point where I wanted to get back to work because you know I. I was stuck inside during a snowstorm. Well, I, I look at it the other way. It's like yeah. for the first time, and I can't even remember how long, that the weather was bad and I didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. For two days. If it's going to be like that, do it when I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> it's perfect. 
Women's college hoops. The Wyoming Cowgirls will be at home tomorrow to take on New Mexico. The Cowgirls coming off a 77-72 overtime, double overtime win over Fresno State their last time out. So they're 8-5 overall, 1-1 one and one in Mountain West play. Douglas Native Allison Furtick at 22 points in that Fresno game. UW went 16-17 of 17 from the free throw line. Grace Ellis also in double figures with 17. New Mexico will come into tomorrow night's game with a record of 9-5. They're 1-0 in league play. 6.30 start from the double A in Larrabee tomorrow night. College football, the season for the Wyoming Cowboys came to a close on Friday with a 30-27 to overtime loss to Ohio in the Arizona Bowl down in Tucson. Wyoming was right in there to start, start to finish and lost thanks to a really sharp play for a touchdown by Ohio in overtime. On offense, the Cowboys had just 105 net rushing yards. That's a far cry from what they're used to and they had some new phases back there at the running back spot thanks to departures and injuries. Jordan Vaughn had 67 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Cowboys did throw the ball for 186 yards with Andrew Peasley going 18-30 of with a TD pass and an interception. Look great Great in the first quarter and other points in the game, not so great. But head coach uh, Craig Bull certainly appreciated his effort. At the very beginning, uh, had Ohio on their heels. They settled in and made some good adjustments. You know, I thought, you know, we tried to throw the ball some, didn't convert on some, and then uh, we weren't getting uh, enough in the running game like we had been. Uh, but then we came up with a big drive at the end, which was great. Some players making some great plays. So. Andrews really progressed this year. He certainly played better this game than he did the previous game. And the Cowboys finished the season at 7-6 and six in the National Football League from over the weekend. The Denver Broncos dropped to 4-12 and 12 on the year following a 27-24 loss to Kansas City. The Chiefs have just owned the Broncos. They have beaten them 15 straight times. But Denver looked a lot better as interim head coach Jerry Rossberg put in some new wrinkles. Matter of fact, he did a better coaching job in one game than Nathaniel Hackett did all season. That's why he was fired. Uh, Denver will conclude the season on Sunday at home versus the Los Angeles Chargers. That's it in sports. So, so they will lose one last game? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> What happens to their coach? Well, they, they're going to look for one. Okay. So the Penner Group, which is backed by the, you know, the, they're part of the Walmart family. Right. You know, uh, their financial resources obviously are unlimited. Yeah. Considering that they paid $4.65 billion for the team to begin with. Mm-hmm. So whatever, they are going to find somebody, and I'm thinking that they're going to find a, they're not going to hire an assistant coach. They're going to find a sitting head coach somewhere. That's either, you know, with another team or they're currently sitting out or from the mm-hmm. college ranks. Um, they've got money. Right. They've, okay. they, they money is not an option. Okay. Thing, you know? That's a lot of money to pay for basically what's a hobby for them. Well, pretty much. They, they, yeah. they, you know what? Their, their hobbies are making money. Uh, well, yeah, but are the Broncos making money right now? Uh, not as much as they no. can be. Okay, some hobbies are expensive. Yes. You know, like you've heard that a boat is basically a hole in the water of which you pour money. <laughs> right. So is the stadium there in Denver. <laughs> For right now, yeah, there's, there's plenty of holes. You know? All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. 8 o'clock hour, open phones. Oh, and I get to pick on Tesla. Got a couple of great Tesla stories from actual Tesla owners. Next hour, Wake Up Wild.
8.06 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 8 o'clock hour. Open phones at this point. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Phone number to get involved. 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. And there's quite a few people who choose to get involved a different way. Most people carrying around that modern day thing they call a phone, which really isn't that much of a phone anymore. The phone is the least used application on the device. But it does so much more, including assist you in walking into telephone bowls because you're staring at it, not looking at where you're, where you're going. But if you download the Wake Up Wyoming app onto that device, which is free to download at your app store, then when I'm on the air, you can either listen off that device, it's the modern day radio, basically. You can listen right off your phone. You can even touch the chat option and send me text messages. And I answer them by typing back to people and I answer them on the air. So that or the phone number, 888-97-WOODS, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Happy to have you change the subject on me. That's not a problem at all. Real quick, Micah. Uh, I'm 71 today, so happy birthday. And told my daughter about 50 years ago, I programmed my mind to be living to 110. Then I'll assess the circumstances and decide if I want to keep going. Or is it time for my mind and body to shut down? The story was to calm her down about death in general, but I see many times people really do seem to control such things, including my parents. What do you say? Anyway, hope to be around for another 39 years. Here's the answer to that. I honestly do believe, barring something bad happening to you, as long as you keep your both body and mind active, you can live a very long time. But you've got to keep both your body and mind active. The moment you stop, you're done. Okay, so always be thinking, always be doing, always be active, and you will go long, long time. Joe is in Laramie. Hi, Joe. Hey, Glenn. I enjoy your show. Thank you, sir. I've been listening for two hours now, and you haven't mentioned this news story. Uh, someone I know yesterday showed me a picture on their cell phone that said there's a truck transporting two. Yeah. Rhinoceroses right. that overturned near Casper and I-25. <laughs> yeah. And there's strobe rhinos in the snow. Yes. Is, is that true? No. Oh. Okay, so there's a satirical uh, Facebook page out of Casper, Wyoming. Now, the oh. first one they did that was really successful, they took a look at Devil's Tower, and they made the case that it was actually a giant tree stump. Okay. It kind of looks it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the story was very convincing. Every so often they come up with something really good. So they were able to get a picture of a rhino. I think it's probably Photoshop. And then they wrote that story and put it out there. Hysterical stuff. What gets me is the number of people who actually bought into the story thinking there's some loose rhinos running around. There are a few members of the Wyoming House and Senate running around. There's your loose rhinos. Oh, I believe it. I mean, it, yeah. it sounds like a true story. Yeah, it does. Uh, they did a great job in that. I have to give them a lot of credit. They said the Game of Fish didn't have a 
tranquilizer dart big enough for No, probably it, you know? not, no. <laughs> no. Okay, have a great day. All right, thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Now, that story was all over the place, that there's a loose rhino running. A couple of loose rhinos running around in the Trona County area because a truck turned over. Very well written, great Photoshop and the thing, hysterical. Some people actually bought into it. Mostly, though, if you want to go rhino hunting in the state of Wyoming, we just went through an election cycle. You had your chance. Maybe next time. Steve in Cheyenne about Governor Gordon. Hello, Steve. Uh, good morning, Mr. Woods. Uh, thank you for taking the call. Sure. Miss Mary. Um, just a brief comment, if I may, pertaining to Governor Gordon and uh, the rest of our elected officials. Um, when everybody was running, they kept talking about um, conservative Wyoming values. Um, and as we saw the first time around with uh, Governor Gordon, um, he really is ending up being a woke governor. Um, and this thing with right. the carbon capture again is proving the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that um, it was the state officials that were uh, kind of pushing for this carbon capture. Um, but again, when they were running... It was all conservative values, and here we yep. are, you know, down the road again. Yep. Um, and uh, like a lot of people in, in the area that I live in, um, we don't know what to do about it. Uh, the thing that they tell you while they're running is certainly different from the things that they do while they uh, sure while they're yeah. in office. We, Wyoming um, is often called one of the most conservative states, and you know, we have more Republicans than anybody else. Well. They put R by their name when they were running for something. I think the next problem that we have is because there's so few people in the state. You picture our population a little over 500,000. But how many people right. are eligible to vote for age and other such things? So that doesn't leave a whole lot of voters left. So out of that, how many people are actually willing to run that are true conservatives? So that puts us at a serious disadvantage. I agree. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was my uh, nickel's worth. And okay. Thank you for taking the call. Sure, absolutely. I'm still having a problem there. I sent a note to Miss Mary just a moment ago. Uh, see, uh, Steve started by saying, hello there, Mr. Woods. Yeah. I, and I had to answer that, Mr. Woods? Who the hell is that, Mr. Glenn, I don't know who Mr. Woods Some people actually treat me with some kind of respect and act like I'm some important guy or something like that and if you want to know how how important of a person i am and how much you should take me seriously just call miss mary and ask her if i still had her if i had her number that i could give to you i would also say before miss mary was the lady alex oh you want to laugh call her <laughs> but and they will tell you how much you should really take me seriously mr woods Come on. Glenn Woods, did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. Eight thirty-six. the time, wake up Wyoming. Again, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number to get in on the action. You don't have to talk about what I'm talking about. You can interrupt me if you want. So... Since I was picking on Tesla, I'm going to go after one more member of the cult of climate change and one of the biggest hypocrites out there. I love picking on this guy, Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, this article I'm about, I'm just going to skim through it, then we're going to go on to something else. But the article, they're trying to point out who he's with, and I don't care about that. That's not the story. 
Leonardo DiCaprio is seen with uh, several really extraordinarily attractive supermodels on a yacht. And they have pictures of him, and there's some other actors, and they're they're on this. I mean, this this thing is massive. This boat is big. And here's DiCaprio and his buddy, and these really hot supermodels. Okay, that's what the story is about. They want to know. Well, who was he with? Who are these girls? I don't care about that. Once again, Leonardo DiCaprio has been busted on a super yacht. It's not just a yacht. It's like a super yacht. Again, this sucker is massive. He has a buddy who owns about the third largest diesel-powered yacht on the planet. And they go out from time to time on this massive super yacht. This is the guy who tells you that we have to curb our, seriously cut back our, our carbon footprint in order to save the planet. And yet here he is once again on a super yacht. Now, I, I tell you how he got to where the yacht is, which is currently sailing around parts of Europe. And so they're, they're down around uh, Italy and places like that, trying to take advantage of nice warm weather. Okay, so he leaves one of his several big mega mansions. I'm not sure if he left one in Europe or one in America, but he has several big mega mansions. He got in one of his either sports cars or big SUVs and drove one of those things to the airport where he got on his private jet. You see the carbon footprint I'm talking here. That flew him to a country where he got on a, into another either limo or SUV. Again, huge carbon footprint. And that took him to the third largest diesel yacht on the planet. And now they're puttering around and enjoying the sun and the supermodels around them. This is Leonardo DiCaprio, the guy who's telling you we have to reduce our carbon footprint to save the planet. They, in the media, care more about, well, who are the girls? Who's he? I don't care who the girls are. I really don't care. I want to point out to everybody. He's out there on that big yacht again. You know what he really thinks about carbon footprints. You can see by his actions. Steve is in Cheyenne. Morning, Steve. Hang on a second. Uh, make sure. Steve, hang on while I try to set you up again. There, there. Steve, you there? I think you. Okay, I got you this time. What you got for me? Yeah, this is Mike and Laramie. Now oh, Steve Mike and Cheyenne. Laramie. Okay, she's in Steve <laughs> yeah. and Cheyenne. Okay, what you got for me? Yeah, on this uh, upcoming increase in our electric bills. I don't remember anything in the news when this bill came up last year, and it should have been a real big deal. I mean, the news media in this state were silent. Yeah. I and it wasn't yeah. an issue in the upcoming election, uh, the past election, rather. Right. No, it really wasn't. No. I it would suggest you look at places. There's some news media. You've tried Cowboy State Daily, for example. That's one. Also, yeah, I uh, I post stuff like this on the Wake Up Wyoming website, so that's another. There's a couple of places you can go. But you're right. Most news media outlets in Wyoming didn't even cover this. Well, what are these, what, what were the numbers on these bills? Is there a time maybe now for uh, the upcoming election? Yeah, let me see. Um, another area, and this is where I originally got the story from, Wildfile. Are you familiar with them? 
Never heard of them. Okay, W-Y-O-F-I-L-E, Y-O-File. Now, what they have, I have my story in the Wake Up Wyoming site. It was House Bill 200, um, Reliable and Dispatchable Low-Carbon Energy Standards, passed in 2020. Well, what's the chance of getting this bill repealed on the upcoming legislative session? Uh, that would be a great idea. I don't know. Maybe you could get some of the upcoming legislators in there and ask them this question. Okay. Yeah, I'll see if I can. It's it, yeah, difficult again in session, but maybe I can catch them before the session. But, yeah, we yeah. have a lot of new blood in there, so why not uh, get this thing repealed? I mean, yeah, and even if the governor vetoes it, I, I'm, given the increased numbers of Republicans, maybe we could override the veto. If, if yeah, okay. Yeah, there are very thing, few, you're right about very few news outlets that actually cover this. I mean, yeah, I mean, unless you're going on the internet, you're, you're turning on the TV or the radio. Yeah, that should have been an issue in the past election too. It should have been you're right, just like property taxes were. Right. Yeah, it's difficult. Oh yeah, to you, you were talking. You were talking about coal-fired cars before. Mm -hmm. Remember the old Stanley steamers back in the early 1900s? Oh yeah, so we used to do it. Steam-powered cars, but that was still yeah. a coal-powered car, though, wasn't it? That's right. It was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But um, you know this thing with the electric thing—that's uh, that's got to get people up on arms, just like the property taxes. It did. really should, and especially when they see their electric bills go up. I'm dreading it. Yeah. All right, Mike. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Yeah, the, that story did. I do remember it from back in 2020. If you're wondering what we're talking about, go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. Miss Mary will alert the story out. And that's the details that I have. You'll find it there. And this is where the state of Wyoming, along with our governor, vote. It wasn't the Biden administration that did this. It was the state of Wyoming that did this. So our coal plants have to start retrofitting carbon capture technology just to store it in the ground, just to jam that underground and, and leave it there. That's going to be extraordinarily expensive. Okay, very expensive. And that bill is going to be passed on to you. Now, if you want to see the story, including the link to the story in Wildfile, go to the Wake Up Wyoming website. You'll see it there. And you can go ahead and follow it to find out <clears throat> about how much they think your electric bill will go up. And some of the electric companies are still sort of grumbling and, and trying to stall this out. But still, this is a state of Wyoming law. It was not the Biden administration that did this. It was the state of Wyoming that did this. Well, you got to get into carbon capture. And if we do that, it's going to be very, it's going to cost up to a billion dollars to retrofit one coal power plant, up to that much. That money is going to be paid by you, not by the power company. That will be attached to your bill. Thank you, Wyoming legislative body and governor. And I do include a link there. There is a climatologist, just recently died, uh, David Balls is his name, who talks about how if we did everything, everything that the cult of climate change demands of us to reduce carbon emissions, the amount of temperature that would actually drop would be so insignificant it would do absolutely nothing to help us not a thing 
845 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes the best you need to quicker than a soggy morning porch paper. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Campino waiting by. So, uh, Frank, just to put once again the rumors away, and I did get a call about this earlier. There are no rhinos running around through the snow in. Nertona I thought County. that was fake. Yeah, I mean, who? But the Photoshop looks great. Yeah, I mean, it just looks so. so why, good. why don't they just say, "This is this is my Photoshop work"? Yes. What do you think? No, because then what's the joke here? This is a practical joke here. The story says, despite calls, Wyoming Game and Fish from people responding to a fake story, making it sound as if a pair of escaped rhinos were loose in Casper, Cowboy State residents can rest easy. There aren't any. These are the same people. Remember a while ago, they took a picture of Devil's Tower and said it's actually a giant tree stump? Oh, yeah. Or the, the, yeah. the guy who scammed all those people saying that Alcova was a volcano yeah and and he and and help me leave and send me money yeah <laughs> see this is uh, uh you can go to facebook for these people and they're just hysterical are they planet or, i or think they, or so they, are they annoying i think they're funny i really just think this is hysterical stuff planet casper is the name of the group well if they make it on their own then, yeah. then you know that I, I know that that website they're 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 satire the whole way. Oh yeah, that that's yeah. the point is yeah the whole thing is it's Wyoming satire, and the, the first time that they really got people was and they said oh no, that's a that that's a big tree stump you know it's again Devil's Tower. But since then let me see I want to make sure yep I do follow them on Facebook well I'm so glad that I do, <laughs> uh, and no they they put up a lot of let me see yeah KF. Okay, they're making fun of Kentucky Fried Chicken on there. Here, government whistleblowers expose city-side underground bunker beneath Casper. <laughs> no. Oh. They did one for Casper Mountain, since they're out of Casper, saying that there was a home on Casper Mountain that used to be a bunker for the Cold War. And it was a massive underground bunker up on top of Casper Mountain. Is, there, is that where the black helicopters, yes, they parked those oh, things yeah, over there? Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. And there yeah, was never any thing, such yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So now I know I don't see these people as annoying. I just think they're hysterical, and I have to give them credit on the quality of work because that picture of the rhino running through the snow looks real. Yeah, how did they do that? Uh, it's just fo- modern day Photoshop, which means, you know, th- there was an old saying: photographs don't lie. Now they do. Yeah. Now they do. In college football, the season for the Wyoming Cowboys did come to a close on Friday with a 30-27 to overtime loss to Hawaii in the Arizona Bowl down in Tucson. Wyoming was right in there start to finish and lost in overtime on a very sharp play for a touchdown by the Bobcats. On offense in that game, the Cowboys had just 105 yards rushing. That's a far cry from what they're used to. And had some new faces at their running back spot thanks to departures and injuries. Jordan Vaughn had 67 yards rushing and a couple of touchdowns. Cowboys did throw the ball for 186 yards with Andrew Peasley going 18 of 30 with the TD pass and an interception. Cowboy defense allowed Ohio to run the ball for 201 yards and the Bobcats threw for 184. It was a tough loss for sure, especially for players in their last game in a Cowboy uniform. Here's head coach Craig Wool. It was a heck of a ball game. It was going to come down to a player to appear there, which it certainly did. And I uh, can't say enough about this football team. I personally enjoyed coaching them. 
Um, you know, I think if we all sit in this room, we had an honest assessment at the beginning of the year. And I think you guys are pretty astute, too, if you looked at some of the guys that were out there playing in this game. There's a lot to work with in the future. Cowboys finished the season at 7-6 and six in the NFL. The Cincinnati-Buffalo game that was suspended after Buffalo player DeMar Hamlin collapse will not be made up this week, and the schedules for this for the last week of the regular season will remain unchanged. Hamlin had a major cardiac arrest emergency in that Monday night game after making a tackle in the first quarter. He is currently sedated and in critical condition. Hamlin's uncle told ESPN that his nephew was resuscitated once on the field and then again at the hospital. Also in the NFL over the weekend, the Denver Broncos dropped the four and twelve on the year following a 27-24 loss to Kansas City. The Chiefs have owned the Broncos lately. They've beat them 15 straight times. But Denver looked a lot better as interim coach Jerry Rossberg had some new wrinkles. He did a better job coaching in one game than Nathaniel Hackett did all season. And Hackett was fired after that brutal loss to the LA Rams. Denver will conclude the season on Sunday at home against the LA Chargers. And in women's college basketball tomorrow, the Wyoming Cowgirls will host New Mexico. The Cowgirls are coming off a 77-72 double overtime win over Fresno State. So they're eight and five overall. One and one in Mountain West Conference play. Douglas native Allison Ferdy got 22 points in that game as UW went 16 of 17 from the free throw line. Grace Ellison double figures with 17. New Mexico will come into tomorrow's game at 9 and 5 overall and 1 and 0 in league play. 1 and 0 in league play. That is a 6:30 start tomorrow from the Double A in Laramie. That's in sports. You mentioned something a moment ago. You know that the, is the parody annoying. I'll tell you what does annoy me: this poor player of the Bills in the hospital, and the news media doesn't have anything new. Well, it, right? it'd be, and it'd be, you know why? Because the yeah. family has good. Say, yeah, they, they, they're they not should. saying anything, and so you know, I know. That's, they, that, so that's the whole deal, really. Yeah. The, so the media, of course, knowing it's a big story, wants to cover it, and they keep bringing out all these so-called experts who really don't have any idea what they're talking about because everything's closed down. Leave them alone. Just let us know his condition from time to time. Quit dragging out all of these so-called experts to talk about what they don't know about. Yeah, it's it, there's, there's nothing really new to report unless there the isn't. family says, here is his current situation. That's about it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Now, it's one thing that always gets me about this. I, I understand. It's a big news story. People want to know what's going on. So the news media tries wall-to-wall coverage, and it just doesn't work. Just stop. Wait until we get something new. Let us know now. Coming up at 855. News, weather, open phones, wake up my own. Romance Woods is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. It's not his problem. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what President Biden just said about the Republican bickering holding up electing a House Speaker, but he adds... This is not a good look. It's not a good thing. It's the United States of America, and I hope they get their act together. Hard to hear over the helicopter, but the President hopes that Republicans get their act together. Since nothing can get done in the House without a Speaker, members can't even be sworn in. Now, they reconvene in an hour with 20 conservatives still opposing Kevin McCarthy, including Byron Donalds. What we are really having is a deliberative process about House leadership and about what is needed to get Washington back on track. Fox's Jared Halpern's at the Capitol. A fourth ballot, at least, will be needed for the first time in 100 years for a Speaker to be elected. And the frustration is through the roof. So I, I do think past it does uh, it really become disastrous. Uh, it, it turns the party into a laughing stock. Michael Waltz among the 200 Republicans supporting McCarthy, who isn't giving up. Now, the president made his comments before flying to Kentucky. In a show of unity and bipartisanship, 
President Joe Biden being joined by Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell in the minority leader's home state of Kentucky. They'll visit Covington in the northern part of the state bordering Cincinnati, Ohio, after the Department of Transportation announced more than $1.6 billion in funds to build a new Ohio River bridge near Cincinnati. Fox's Ryan Schmelz, Demar Hamlin, still in critical condition at a hospital in Cincinnati. His breathing said to be improving a bit, but still on a ventilator after being revived on the field after collapsing during Monday night football. Brian Koberger is on his way to Idaho, taken there by U.S. Marshals from a Pennsylvania jail, so Koberger could face charges of murdering four University of Idaho students in a home last year. We should get a very good roadmap of what the what the uh, case is against Koberger when three separate probable cause affidavits are unsealed in the next day or two at the outset. Fox's Dan Springer in Moscow, Idaho. America's listening to Fox News. President Trump has announced, and Ron DeSantis is rising fast. Who do you support for 2024? Newsmax wants to know what you think. Vote in the Newsmax poll. Just text the word RESPOND to 39747. That's RESPOND to 39747. It takes just seconds. Text RESPOND to 39747. Let your voice be heard and watch Newsmax today. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Oh, won't you stick with me, baby? I'm going to make a lot of bread. I mean both money and actual bread. But right now I need dough because my delivery truck's dead. And by dough, I mean money. Trucks don't run on bread. Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds. But with personalized discounts that save you money, Progressive Commercial keeps you humming along. Get a quote. Here is the latest from K2 Radio News. Get a kickstart to your day with Wild Pony Coffee Company. Two people were killed in New Year's Eve avalanches in Montana and Colorado after heavy snow blanketed much of the West. The Gallatin National Forest Avalanche Center says two snowmobilers from Washington were headed uphill near Daisy Pass, north of Cook City, Montana, when one of them triggered a large slide and was swept away. His body was found under about five feet of snow. Meanwhile, Saturday, a father and his adult son were backcountry skiing near Breckenridge Ski Resort in Colorado when they were caught in an avalanche. The father dug himself out, but his son died in the slide. Reporting from Cheyenne... I'm Joy Greenwald. Casper was faced with yet another snowstorm from Mother Nature over the weekend as both Sunday and Monday produced several inches of snow. But just because the snow falls, that doesn't mean that the city can just shut down. People have places to be, so they scraped off their cars, turned on their defrost, and made the long, long journey to whatever destination awaited them. Inevitably, it took about 20 seconds until somebody got stuck, and then another person got stuck, and another... And another. Some vehicles are made for the snow and some are not, and sometimes people get stuck in the elements. In those cases, they have to rely on the kindness of strangers, which is exactly what happened to a few Casper citizens over the last few days. Derek Lacey was driving on South McKinley Street when his car got stuck in a ditch. It would have been easy for motorists to just pass him by and let him fend for himself, but they didn't do that. Well, some did, but then a family stopped to help him out, and then another woman offered her assistance as well. After I went into the ditch, I was very aggravated, Lacey told K2 Radio News, and with every passing vehicle, I slowly started to get a little more aggravated due to being stranded. When this family stopped by, asking if I was alright or if I had a ride or needed a ride, I felt relieved in a way. I told them I needed to get my vehicle home and I didn't want to leave my car stranded, so the family told me that they would turn around and drive home to get a tow rope to pull me out. That family wasn't the only one to stop and help either. 
Once they got back and were about to hook me up, another lady passed by and offered a shovel, then pulled forward to warn other vehicles as I was being pulled out, Lacey said. I honestly felt happy and relieved that a wonderful family and this sweet woman had taken time out of their day to help me. If I could see them again, I'd thank them again and give them a hug. I'd thank them for being generous enough to take time to help a complete stranger. It was a team effort and it meant a lot to Lacey. And his wasn't the only story to come out of the last few days either. This was just one of the cases where people helped people. And it showed how much Casper tries to take care of its own, even when it's cold, even when it's windy, even when people are trying to get home as quickly as they can. From K2 Radio News, I'm Nick Perkins. New year, new you. Ease into your new health regime with rejuvenating hemp products from Wyoming's original dispensary. Visit the experts at Platt Hemp Company online at platthemp.com. Sunny, but a bit on the windy side. Chilly, highs only 20. Southwest winds 15 to 30, so areas of blowing snow. Lows tonight will be single digits to the middle teens. Brisk southwest winds. Partly cloudy Thursday, highs 30s. Lows Thursday night, low 20s. Mostly cloudy Friday, maybe a few flurries. Highs 30. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Sitting in the studio with me is Amanda and Chris, director of the Vet Center, which is, you're going to have to, it's what healing? Radical healing. Rad- okay. I just want to make sure I said that right. Yes. So, okay. Which is what? It sounds different. It is a program that I've put together using traditional shamanic and energy healing approaches to helping veterans that have PTSD. Okay. So for those people who just said neurotic? <laughs> it, it means what? It basically is, is what style? Well, reticle is taking the play off of shooting a gun and using the reticles in your scope. Okay. And how you have to learn to manage your breathing mm-hmm. and keeping your eyes open. Okay. Okay. So now, is that what you teach then? No. So what I teach is more of a traditional psychological approach, uh, looking at things through either a uh, cognitive processing therapy lens or a solution-focused lens. Um, but what I think works great here is is the tandem. So you have traditional and non-traditional, and uh, you never know what's going to work for a veteran. Okay. So that's why we're deciding to do this. Okay. So uh, you decided when? How, first off, how did you two get together? Go ahead, Amanda. Um, Well, Chris and I have known each other for over a decade professionally. Um, We were involved in the Wyoming Homeless Coalition many years ago. Um, And then I have seen Chris for therapy myself, and I have spent the better part of five years um, deeply immersed in studying shamanism and energy healing. Um, And so that also incorporates, you know, other lenses of the physicality and spirituality and energetics, whereas, you know, traditional therapeutic um, modalities are typically focused on the emotional and mental components only. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) But now that seems like, though, two wholly different approaches here. So then how how do the two tie together? How did you decide to tie them together? Well, um, I think that I I learned to heal myself through this method. Mm-hmm. I mean, building on other long-standing experiences and therapeutic modalities as well. 
And so this is something that in my private business, I've been helping people for five years as well. And what I know about things that are happening right now is things are not getting easier for people. Hmm. You know, the last several years have been really, really hard for people. And I think they've been really hard for men too. Um, and so my aim in this is to offer a free program to people that may be open-minded to a different approach than what they've tried. Okay. It might be for them, it might not be for them, but this is a means of me giving back. Okay. And I'm a veteran myself, so okay. you know it's veterans helping veterans. Chris mm -hmm. is a veteran. Okay, so now uh, you decide to get this program together. It happens where? It'll happen at the Casper Vet Center okay. at uh, 1030 North Poplar Suite B. Uh, the first session is January 14th at 10 a.m. It'll run till about 12. Okay. And who should be interested in this? I know we can go ahead and say anybody, but is there anyone specifically who wants to try something different? What kind of person are you looking for? Yeah, specifically um, veterans, reservists, mm -hmm. National Guard, Coast Guard, um, active reservists, and they don't necessarily have to be registered with the VA or no. any veteran. No. Okay. So how do they register with you to show up? They show up. Yeah. They show up. Just, just show up. Walking through yeah. the door yeah, and there you go. Okay. Yeah. What can they expect when they get there? What's this going to be? Because right away people will picture, oh, there's going to be incense and levitation. But no. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is I'm keenly aware that when you're trying to introduce something that has this... Mm. woo-woo kind of component <laughs> yeah. to it, right? I'm taking people who are military trained, yeah. that is very strategic and organized, mm. right? And I have to figure out how to bring these concepts in a manner that is going to compute with what their foundation is. So right. the first part is going to look like a traditional briefing, right? We're going to sit around a table, we're going to make introductions, we're going to talk about the goal and how we're going to get there, and then it's going to be formatted so that it's, while it's a group instruction, it's going to be individualistic in the sense of if you're not ready to go lie down on, on the floor, don't sit at the table. That's fine. Right. right? Okay. So it'll be a combination of instruction and experience. Okay. Is, right. what, is what you can expect. With some homework. Okay. With a little <laughs> bit of homework. And yeah. how often will you be meeting? Weekly. Weekly? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, is there a process that somebody can go through and say, Okay, I've completed this, I'm done, I'm ready to go out on my own now, or do they continue with it? Well, it's going to be a process for sure, because as this course is running, is the curriculum is kind of building itself. Because with modalities like shamanism and energy healing, you have to meet people with where they're at, just like therapy, right? But in, in that kind of context, I have to assess the dynamic of the group as well as each individual, and then craft it in real time, mm -hmm. right? And so, it, like I said, it's gonna focus on many different areas of healing, and the point is is that learning to integrate all of those within your life will help you function in a more healthy manner that's going to be productive for your life. Okay, so they need to be where, when, one more time? Uh, the vet center, Casper Vet Center. You're gonna have to do the address. <laughs> <laughs> Casper Vet Center, 1030 North Poplar, Suite B, uh, January 14th at 10 a.m. Can they go anywhere else for more information, website or social media? They can call or text me at 247-1016. All right. Thank you two for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's wake up, Wyoming. With Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS.
told myself I was going to delete this one. I guess I could do this next commercial break here. Put some new bumper music in there, and I don't know how this got in here. <laughs> makes no sense. Okay, it's Wake Up Wyoming, triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? 888-97-W-O-O. I mean, what the hell was... What was I even thinking when I... Okay. It's like I meant some bar mitzvah or something like that. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Hey, Colorado, you're up. Sanctuary State of Colorado begins busing border crossers uh, to New York. <laughs> this just makes my day. Officials in the sanctuary state. Colorado has declared itself a sanctuary state when it comes to illegal immigrants. With the influx of border crossings, they cannot handle the volume. So they're now sending those illegals to New York City, like a lot of Republican governors have. So he says, for nearly a year, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has been sending busloads of border crossers, illegal aliens, to New York City, Chicago, Washington, D.C., in the hopes of offloading the costs associated and also let those people in those states know what they're up against in places like, you know, like Texas and Florida. New Yorkers are expected to foot the bill for at least $600 million to provide public service and housing and other such things. The majority of those arriving are so poor they remain in the city's overloaded homeless shelter system. New York City Mayor says the sanctuary state of Colorado is sending border crossers and illegal aliens to the city. And he doesn't really know what to do with them, but okay. That's a Democrat doing that to a Democrat. That's not just a Republican because it's overwhelming. I think this is a great... No, I think shipping them around to those people who called uh, sanctuary... Well, states like Texas, for example, and and even Florida. You guys are a bunch of racists there for doing this kind of... You, really? You think so? Well, you take them. If, if you're a sanctuary state, you take them. Miss Mary, um, this is what I'm doing on April Fool's Day, changing out all of the bumper music for energetic Greek music. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hell of a day. <laughs> I would really enjoy that. So, Mary, I'll leave it up to you. Should I tell everybody the story that I just I just went back to Mary's office and told her a true story? <laughs> she just she literally just about fell out of her chair laughing. I'll leave it up to you as to whether I should pass that story on. <laughs> okay, next one. <clears throat> Controversy surrounding New York's new human composting law. Oh, you think I'm kidding, but no. Democrat governor signed into legislation on Saturday to legalize natural organic reduction, properly known as human composting, making New York the sixth state to allow that kind of burial. Washington state became the first legalized human composting 2019, followed by Colorado, Oregon 2021, and then Vermont and California in 2022. The process goes like this. The body of the deceased is placed into a reusable vessel along with plant materials such as wood chips, alfalfa, straw. An organic mix creates the perfect habitat for naturally occurring microbes. 
to do their work quickly and effectively, breaking down the body within about a month's time. That is what human composting is. It is somewhat odd that the governor of that state signed the measure into law, one of her final acts before officially being sworn into office her full term as elected governor of New York. Um, human composting is rather off-putting to some, uh, so negative reactions do happen. Personally, I it's one of these things where I think it's funny to read about this, but I personally don't care what somebody does you know you want to compost yourself you want to cremate yourself you want to bury yourself you want to you want to burial at sea you know go right ahead that's fine so miss mary is telling me that i 100 percent should tell the story okay here's what happened this is what made mary i mean literally she was tipping over about ready to fall out of her chair laughing so here I am coming toward a uh, commercial break. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I might have to that's, send Judy through. And then I can go ahead and talk about this after news at the uh, right after our news and information break. But I can go ahead and take uh, Judy right now. Judy wants to talk about the January 6th committee. Okay, so I better just to make sure. And then I'll tell you what I did to make Miss Mary laugh so hard. But let me see. And then I got to go ahead. There's the name. And just in case I have that ready to go. Morning, Judy. Yes. Good morning. And it looks like I'm getting my wish. Yeah. Anytime losing McCarthy is not doing too well. <laughs> no. He, and every time they do another vote, he loses somebody else. Now, what I wanted to yeah. know is the group that's voting against him, because I've only heard things that were in general specifically you're the person to ask on this what's the problem with mccarthy specifically okay mccarthy he was part of uh, the j6 commission or j6 allowing cheney to stay on that board and didn't do anything about it he's never spoke out about the j6 he won't admit that 2020 was elected and every time uh, he ends up bending over to Mitch McConnell and uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. He's weak. Okay. He's weak. And that's my problem. I don't like weak men. Do you want who they've chosen? Because the, the person that they're trying to get to replace McCarthy doesn't even want the job. In fact, voted for McCarthy. Well, I want Jim. Yeah, I do want Jim Jordan and I want Kennedy for Senate Majority Leader. Okay. John, John Kennedy. Both of those are very strong. I think Jordan would slip into it. He's just really wanting to be on committee to uh, go after what's going on in the government. But we all know that's walk and talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think uh, Matt Gates and uh, some of the other guys, Andy Biggs, could probably handle most of the uh, uh, committee hearings and all of that. And I'm sure they'd get help from, you know, Cash Patel and Devin Nunes where to look for this stuff. But can you believe they sealed the J6 records for 50 years? What are they afraid of? Why? Yeah, I, I open them up immediately. Yeah. Why seal them for 50 years? Okay. Yeah, because they don't want everybody to know that they were involved in it, that yeah. the J6 was a setup by Pelosi. It's already been proven that she called off the Capitol Police and denied getting uh, military out there. So it was an inside job. And I've never heard once. McCarthy or anyone else besides Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates ask, how come we're keeping our guys locked up in the Capitol this long? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So what happened to due process and, and your rights to be uh, heard or heard through an attorney? So and you did not get your wish, wish, though. You did not get your wish. Harriet Hageman voted for McCarthy. I know, and I'm asking Wyoming right now to call in to her office and demand she do her job. And we don't want McCarthy, and there's a reason we don't want him. He's part of the swamp. So she needs to figure out what side of the law she or which side of this issue she wants to be on if she doesn't want to be a one-turn representative. And I like Harriet, but she needs to learn something here real quick. The swamp is big and deep and wide. That one thing that I always worry about when somebody new, even someone we like, gets into Washington, D.C., is it, it, in some cases, doesn't take them long to either get corrupted or get scared, and so they're yeah, afraid to act and do what they have to do. Long. Yeah, exactly. So I would ask everyone in Wyoming to start pounding her office a little bit and tell her she needs to get on the right side of the law, or right side of it, because we want Jim Jordan and we want John McKinney as Senate Majority Leader. Those two have proven themselves time and time and time again to be true patriot. And that's the kind of men we need. Not willy-nilly, weak-kneed, you know, mm. uh, Mitch McConnell kind. I'm trying to remember, oh, who was it? Um, back when Nancy Pelosi had reached 25 years in Congress, and it was a Republican, John Boehner, Speaker of the House, who threw yeah. a party for her. Yeah. Yeah, and talked about what a wonderful person she was, and I mean, he just lauded over because they've been friends for so long. That's the oh, yeah. Republican Speaker of the House talking about how wonderful it was for Nancy Pelosi to be in office for twenty-five oh, yeah. years. Well, and and the good thing about our Jim Jordan and John Kennedy is they're not in bed with those boys. Right. They're not in bed with any of them. All right. And the fact remains, she needs to step up to the plate and, and represent Wyoming. All right. Thank you, Judy. I'm coming up on news time. So here's what I told Miss Mary that I would do. So I, I did something. And after I did it, I made myself laugh. So I went back and told Miss Mary what I did. And she was laughing so hard, she almost tipped out of her chair. I watched her do it. So she's encouraging me to tell everybody what I did. After we got done with local news, update on your weather forecast, I'll just break down and relate that story to you. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming mobile app. Wake up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Now, I picked on a lot of people today. Some of them deserved it, like Leonardo DiCaprio. But whenever I spend a lot of time picking on people, uh, management of this company uh, asked me to, well, demand of me that I be nice 
And there's a and I asked him, how do I show everybody that I'm being nice when I have to pick on some people in order to do my job? So they offered this as a solution. It's a sing-along. You're required to participate all together now. Be is kind and forgiving. Kind and forgiving. Right? Be gentle and peaceful each day. Yeah, be gentle, peaceful. Be warm and human and great. And fuzzy, warm and fuzzy. And have a good thing to say. Or don't say anything at all. Be thoughtful and trustful and childlike. I'm always childlike. Be witty and happy and wise. Be honest and love all your neighbors. Except for that one guy up the road. He's Be a jerk. purple and clairvoyant. <laughs> Be pompous, obese, and eat cactus. Except for the obese part. Be no. dull and boring and omnipresent. Never boring on this show. Criticize things you don't know That's about. all I do on this show. Put a live chicken in your underwear. Carl. Put a live chicken in your underwear. Go into a closet and suck all eggs. All together now. Glad we had this little talk here. Okay. So, all right, the story that Ms. Murray says, oh, I definitely should tell this story. This just happened earlier this hour. So, we get to a commercial break. News, top of the hour. And I'm getting hungry. Now, downstairs in this building in the refrigerator, I keep a little stash of food, including, like, lunch meat, right? So, oh, I'll make a quick sandwich. And I go down there and I grab the lunch meat. Now, the lunch meat is just picture a piece of wax paper in my hand with a nice stack of meat on it. So I go back upstairs toward my studio and I see Miss Mary. She had poked her end into my studio to see where I was. I wasn't there. She met me in the hallway. Your guests are here. <gasps> oh, that's right. We have guests right after the news. I forgot about that. I'll go get them, she said. She went downstairs to get the guests, and I walked right past Miss Mary, holding this big stack of meat in my hand. I walk into the studio, and as I'm walking around the corner, and I have some bread here and, you know, a little mustard, and I was just going to put the sandwich together. And then I realize, oh, this is a problem. I'm about to have a couple of guests walk in the door, like any second now. And here I am standing here with a big stack of meat on wax paper in my hand. Well, that's just going to look awkward. And I'm looking for some place to put it down. I realize no matter where I put it, they're going to be sitting across from me. And sitting right next to me is going to be, you know, me and a big stack of meat. So what do I do? Well, right behind me over here is a couple of drawers. So I open up the top one, and I put the stack of meat in the top drawer and close it. <laughs> and so it'll just sit there, quietly undisturbed and unknown to the guests, until I'm done with the interview. Once I'm done with the interview and they get up and leave, I can then retrieve the stack of meat from the drawer and make my sandwich. <laughs> that, if for those people who have said hello to me and paid me the compliment of me being a smart guy. That was my smart guy solution to my problem. What do you think now? Sending your kids out to play. Now hold still. Mommy, I can't breathe. Well, playtime's not what it used to be. Not since the nanny state's taken over. I'm not going to tape over your mouth. You need to breathe. Am I supposed to go out and play in my cave and move? 
Well, with all the dangers that are out there in the world, like Nerf, <laughs> soccer balls, <laughs> hugs, yeah. and who knows, your kid might come across a five-year-old selling lemonade on their front lawn after school. Now, this is for your own safety. Put your helmet on. It's hot at all this stuff. Don't take any chances in today's dangerous world. Make sure to bubble wrap your kids before they step out the front door. This isn't fun anymore. I don't want to play it anymore. Don't forget knee pads, shoulder pads, elbow pads, and helmets. Earplugs in case you hear any offensive words. 911 on speed dial on their cell phone. The number of a counselor just in case they see, hear, feel, smell. Anything that might be considered remotely offensive. Condoms. In fact, better idea. Just keep them inside. It's far too dangerous out there in the real world. Miss Mary and I are talking here, and it's suggested that I... Well, I tell you what I will do, Mary. For, for one, I will send that in as this week's air check to the company. But also, I'm going to archive that. That story, although not as good as, but that story should be up there. Every, I didn't do it this year. I forgot. Every single year at Thanksgiving, I tell my neti pot story on the air which always grosses people out. <laughs> and people tell me, don't ever tell that story again. But then every year they want to hear the story again. So I'll put that there right next to the neti pot story. And so next time we take some time off, uh, you'll be able to pull it out of the archives and play it again. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Filming mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-seven. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, Frank Down and I just like the story. That's sort of a, a feel-good story to make your day. I would like that, thing. actually. Yeah, okay. This, actually, it's more like a just, you got to see the video. Now, if you follow me on Facebook, on my personal page, I just shared it. There's this really weird cat, and the cat likes to go out in the snow when its owner is coming out with the shovel for the sidewalk. The cat will get in front of the shovel in the hopes of being picked up with a big load of snow and, and thrown and thrown it off the sidewalk yeah yes it's, it, and i'm watching this video as this guy scoops up the cat the cat's so excited the tail's flicking and all of that and he sort of tosses the cat <laughs> into the snowbank and the cat comes running back and wants it again two. yes <laughs> now, what the hell happened to make the to, to have, line that up how does that even work i if, if you understand animals, you'd be the first okay. person in the history of humankind My, to understand. I'll take a guess here that the cat was laying in the way, and the owner said, you're not going to move? Fine. And picked him up and gently tossed him. And the cat thought, oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah. And so it became a thing. Or maybe the cat had too much catnip. Uh, that happens a lot. I had a cat. You, you want a cat, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I had a cat one time. People kept saying, you should get some catnip. He's crazy enough. <laughs> yeah, you don't need any additives. No. I seriously don't. Do you let your cat outside? No. Okay. Strictly in the, indoor every, cat. Yeah. Every cat that I've ever owned has been allowed to go in and out as they pleased, not just because I thought it was more fun for them, but because I had less of a litter box to clean up. Oh, very true. Yeah. 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 Just, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
The downside is the presence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did they find like you know the mice and rats? And, oh, there was you know, and scorpions and you know. one. Oh, yeah. One time, I this is in Florida, and I went over to my desk to sit down, and my desk chair moved, and of course that makes me jump up and back away. Mm. Coiled around the bottom of my desk chair was a black snake. Ooh. So. Not poisonous. Nothing poisonous about it. I know that, but I'm not taking any chances. No, I grabbed, no, no. I grabbed the fire tongs, and I grabbed it underneath its jaw, basically, and I held it at a distance, and it was a big snake, really big. And I'm bringing it outside to throw it out there, and the cat is yelling at me for throwing away his toy. Oh. Yeah. Kitty. I'm just a Find jerk. a different toy. Yeah, don't bring that thing back into the house. But that's the kind of stuff that's... Ooh, look, a big black snake. Like, <laughs> bring that into the house and play with it for a while. Um, and this was supposed to be an enlightening story? <laughs> uh, well, I thought you would enjoy it. <laughs> so I tell you what, I've already told the story on air. When you're done over there, come over here, and I'll tell you the story that made Miss Mary laugh. I got you. I mean, no, I, it was, you're, you won't believe it. All righty. Women's College Hoops, the women Cowgirls at home tomorrow. They take on New Mexico. The Cowgirls are coming off a 77-72 double overtime win over Fresno State their last time out. So they're 8-5 and five overall, 1-1 one and one in Mountain West play. Douglas Native Allison Furtick got 22 points in that Fresno game. And UW went 16-17 of 17 from the free throw line. Grace Ellis also in double figures with 17. New Mexico will come into that game at 9-5 and five overall, 1-0 and oh in league play. It's a 6-30 start tomorrow from Laramie. The Wyoming Cowboys will take on San Diego State on Saturday. Pokes are 0-2 in Mountain West play and 5-9 and overall after a 76-75 loss to 21st-rated New Mexico back on Saturday. In college football, the season for the Wyoming Cowboys came to a close on Friday with a 30-27 overtime loss to Ohio in the Arizona Bowl down in Tucson. Wyoming was right in their start to finish and lost thanks to a, a really sharp play for a touchdown by Ohio in overtime. On offense, the Cowboys had just 105 net yards rushing. That's a far cry what they're used to. They had, but they had some new faces there at running back, uh, especially thanks to departures and injuries. Jordan Vaughn had 67 yards rushing and two touchdowns. The Cowboys did throw the ball for 186 yards with quarterback Andrew Peasley going 18 of 32 with a TD pass and interception. Looked great in the first quarter, not so great at other times, but I coach Craig Bowles certainly appreciated his effort. At the very beginning, uh, had Ohio on their heels. They settled in and made some good adjustments. You know, I thought, you know, we tried to throw the ball some didn't convert on some, and then uh, we weren't getting uh, enough in the running game like we had been. Uh, but then we came up with a big drive at the end, which was great. Some of the players making some great plays. So uh, Andrews really progressed this year. He certainly played uh, better this game than he did the previous game. Cowboys finished the season 7-6 and six in the NFL from over the weekend. The Denver Broncos dropped to 4-12 and 12 on the year following a 27-24 loss to Kansas City. The Chiefs have now beaten the Broncos 15 times in a row, but Denver looked a lot better as interim coach Jerry Rosberg put in some new wrinkles, did a better job coaching in one game than Nathaniel Hackett did all season, and that's why Hackett was fired after that brutal loss to the L.A. Rams. Denver will conclude the season on Sunday at home against the L.A. Chargers. Den- Denver will lose one more time on Sunday. To- <laughs> yep, and then they'll get, you know, a, too bad yeah. they would have been in line for like a top, you know, a yeah. three draft pick, and then but they traded that thing away for uh, their quarterback who okay. not worth do, anything. Really. Do they have any chance of getting new people by next time around? Well, I, I mean, they're they're going to have to trade in or yeah. somebody. I okay. mean, like I said, said the money now is not an object. Okay, with, yeah. With this so make some deals, offer some bucks, yeah, and bring try to get some decent people to win in there and win now. Now it could be no experts, so you have to help me out here. I remember when I was living in Tampa. 
the Buccaneers, they, they were a great team. They had great players, but they had a lousy coach. And when they swapped out the coach, all of a sudden they started winning. It's amazing how that happens. Yeah. So you think it's that amazing. could be the problem with Denver? Yeah. They need to find the brightest mind they can find right. with experience. Right. And don't dump McKay in the bay yet. Okay. <laughs> we have a bay? No, Tampa does. Oh, okay. Tampa does. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming.